0: It's time, it's time. time, time to get in the zone, time to get in the zone with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. All right, a couple things I got to hit on. First thing I want to say is um, I myself have built a partnership with Panini, who is just just phenomenal sports cards. And if you go to my Twitter page right now, I'm doing another giveaway from Panini, where I'm giving away some the new product, Rookies and Stars, that they have out. And if you're watching any clips from us, you can see I have the box here right with me. I'm giving away some numbered 49ers cards, Debo Samuel numbered to 50, Nick Bosa numbered cards, and some autos too, A.J. Dillon's oh, in there. Cool. All you have to do is like it or retweet it, and you enter. Um, and check out Panini. Check out Rookies and Stars because their stuff is awesome. All right, Brian. I, Peter King retired. And I know. Peter King is a legend just an absolute legend one of the things that i thought about when i saw that is when you meet or like you know we have a lot of people on the show and a lot of times it's just in passing right we may talk to somebody mm-hmm. for 15 minutes out of our lives but it's somebody we never thought that we would really talk to yeah and you never know what these people are like when we had peter king on we were both kind of like was well, okay that's big time like it's this huge. is gonna yeah. be peter king and we were both really excited Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wondered as he was going on, it was what, maybe like 1130 in the morning or something where we interviewed him. East Coast yeah, guy. it
1: was, yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't late in the day or anything for sure.
0: Yeah. And I thought, I thought, okay, you know, what's he going to be like? Is he just going to get this done? Is this a business thing for him? You know, 15 minutes and I'm out. Some people, they are contractually obligated and they're just, you know, here and there, but we, we, we get on the call with this legend. Right. And he pops up on the screen or whatever, and he's nice as can be. And he says yeah. to us, Guys, hold on. I'm just finishing up my tea. So we're like, okay, you know, I'm worried he's gonna be like, all right, let's get this going. So he's making his tea and he comes and sits back and he's just asking me and Brian about me and Brian. It was awesome. We're talking for a little while and he said, Do you guys want to see my apartment? And we're like,
1: sure. (laughs) So he gave us a visual. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He gave us a virtual tour of his Brooklyn apartment. And then we did the interview, and he was awesome on the interview, gave us, you know, Mm -hmm. really thoughtful answers. And then we talked to him for like 10-15 minutes after. He was such a great person. And I just, every time something like that, I just want to share it with the listeners. He's retiring. He's a legend. He deserves all his kudos for what he's accomplished in his career. And the listeners, as he deserves to know, as good as he was as a writer and covering the game, he was an even better person than Brian and I experienced that firsthand.
1: Yeah, you know, I I feel like when I think about, kind for me specifically, right, I'm 41 um when i think about like the legends that have covered this game or or at least the ones that that i felt like were uh like i couldn't miss their column or whatever and and a lot of it was was peter king w- was there for a lot of it but i felt like peter king kind of picked up the mantle when paul zimmerman or dr z um uh you know he developed health issues and whatnot but i know peter king had a a great relationship with him but again it was these Mm. these sports illustrated writers and you know even when peter king left sports illustrated uh and his monday morning football in america um you know or monday morning quarterback was his column and you know uh albert breer picked it up for si and he's done a great job and and you know it I I read him as well, but it's always been Peter. Peter's always been the one that every Monday I'm like, all right, I got to read Peter's column because it's going to be full of anecdotes that you're not going to get anywhere else. It's going to be full of heart. It's going to be full of things that aren't Mm -hmm. always about football. And I just really genuinely appreciated not only Peter's coverage of the game, but, you know, just the fact that while he covered the game better than anybody, um, he also – left room for important topics, uh, art, things like that, where it was like, this is this is a guy that recognizes that, you know, he's a football writer, but more than that, he, he writes for, for the humans that read his stuff. And I, I genuinely appreciated Peter. And one of the things I thought was cool was that he took the opportunity, granted, nobody knew this was coming. This was, he released this article mm-hmm. and was like, hey, by the way, I'm retiring. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Like what the heck? Um, but he called, he, he drew attention to, uh, some of the people that he thinks are kind of going to, are, are picking up the mantle or going to pick up the mantle as we move forward. And one of them was Albert Breer. But one of the things that I thought, and, and cause I do genuinely appreciate this guy, but he, he, um, Peter King called out or, or or I don't know called out seems like the wrong word but he drew attention to uh, Benjamin Solak who writes for the ringer and, and we've talked about Ben and some of his you know he it's it's not Steven Ruiz right Steven Ruiz is 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 our is our Brock Purdy hater right But I really really like what Benjamin does and, and he's a really young guy I think he's in his early uh, to mid20s um, but just a very intelligent guy writes really well about football. In fact there was an article, uh, prior to the Super Bowl, that Ben put out, that I thought was was required reading for any fan, uh, for any Forty Nine er fan, and it was all about how, you know, how we talk about and think about the Kyle Shanahan offense and and the kind of the buzzwords that that people use, which is like play action and outside zone, and you know, he went through this entire article with clips and and everything, where it was like Kyle Shanahan doesn't even run the Kyle Shanahan offense anymore, the way that we know it, right? Uh, A lot less play action, a lot less outside zone, a lot more, right? And it just was, it was a great example of a narrative not fitting anymore based on evidence, but people still just spewing the narrative regardless. And again, not in a negative way, but uh, it was just really cool to learn a little bit more, uh, for me at least, about the X's and O's of of what Shanahan has done to Uh, evolve this offense. And so um, I thought it was cool that he that he pointed out Ben as well. So yeah, Peter King, uh, a legend in the industry. Uh, Hopefully he's not gone. uh, Just, you know, cold turkey, we don't get anything from him anymore. And I imagine that's not the case. But uh, I will miss I will miss Peter's Monday uh, column for sure. It was required reading for me uh, during the season. And to not have it next season is, is kind of a sad thing to think about.
0: you know what we do have, Brian, is we have the San Francisco 49ers who (laughs) are a never-ending content machine. I love covering this team. It's not just that I'm a fan of this team. I can't even imagine covering another team because no other team just keeps giving you nugget after nugget after nugget. Even though we're in February, even though there really shouldn't be that much to talk about, I feel like there's so much to talk about with the 49ers. The season ended, their season ended the 11th of February. That was the Super Bowl. Yeah, And you're thinking, okay, remember Brian and I are texting back and forth. So we got to find stuff to talk about now and everything else. But we cover the 49ers. So there's always something happening. In 16 days, that's all it's been, we have the Brandon Ayuk drama about his brother and his girlfriend putting things on social media about maybe he's leaving. Two days later or a day after that, whatever it was, they fire Steve Wilkes. You yep. think, okay, they're going to have another defensive coordinator you know, within a week or so. But no, no, because they're the 49ers. So two weeks have still gone by. and People are saying, oh, what about Belichick? What about Pete Carroll? Which is just crazy. That's never happening. But because it's the Niners, those names are going to get attached to, to the team like this. But we still don't know. They still don't know. We know they interviewed Brandon Staley. We know Daniel Bullocks is in the mix. Chris Kiffin. We know there's some, some names in the mix. And there's still mm-hmm. some people yet to um, interview. And I know you touched on it last week the show yeah. when I wasn't here, but we'll find out soon, maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday, maybe Friday, but you just got to love this team. They just, they just keep you hanging on, and they
1: just, yeah. Never ending. I love it. it. It's interesting to me. You know, one of the things that I brought up was that Kyle Shanahan every season that he's been here when there's been staff changes has made and completed those staff changes by the time the combine started and the combine started yesterday. The combine is this week in Indianapolis and No word whatsoever, not only on who is who the the DC is gonna be, but really kind of vague and secretive about who the candidates have been. And you know, it did come out, like you said, they did interview Brandon Staley. Um, they did interview Daniel Bullock's on the staff. Uh Nick Sorensen uh is supposed to um is supposed to interview uh this week. He's also an internal candidate, but it it just seems like it just seems like a, a drawn out process and it seems like it's gone on longer than likely it should have because it's not like they're competing with other teams to get interviews with these guys. They're the only team with an opening. Mm-hmm. And so all of these guys are, you know, anybody that you could think of is available right now to to interview or whatnot so the fact that it's taken this long is is just kind of weird to me and I don't know that it says anything I'm not trying to make connections I'm not trying to spew conspiracies or anything like that you know I think a lot of people think that the longer it's gone on it's because the 49 are trying their hardest to lure Bill Belichick I still don't think that's the case no. I haven't I don't dismiss it out maybe. of hand anymore just because of how long it's taken but um, maybe Jeff
0: Olbrook or Ulbrich, and it's, but that's, it's complicated,
1: you know, and that's, uh, Maybe. Tim Kawakami, Tim Kawakami, uh, tweeted out last week that he thought that they were close to, to hiring somebody. And then in his mailbag column, his prediction was Jeff Ulbrich um, or Ulbrick, uh, former 49er, but he's the current defensive coordinator for, for the New York jets. Yeah, I'm not certain why out. the jets would be open to him making a lateral move. Um, that just always, that seemed really weird to me. Um, and so, you know, I'm not sure. And, and you know, I, I was on record right after they fired Steve Wilkes that I thought that Brandon Staley might be the most uh, intriguing candidate. And it seems like he is a candidate. And there's been a lot of people that have poo-pooed that, but um, again, you look at, you look at guys like Steve Spagnolo who were disasters as head coaches, but really good coordinators. Mm-hmm. And you think maybe that's just what Staley's lot in life is. And and that would be, that would be tremendous because again, the season that he was with the, the Rams was really, really, really good. And, you know, people want to say, well, it's cause he had, you know, Jalen Ramsey and, and Aaron Donald. Well, again, <laughs> the cupboard's not bare in San Francisco. So uh the longer this goes on, the weirder it is to me, but um, it certainly seems like it doesn't really matter to the 49ers. Uh, John Lynch was at the podium today and, you know, somebody asked, like, is it hard to to be here without a defensive coordinator? And he basically said, like, no, because we know who we want to be. We know what we want to run. And so, you know, I don't know if that means that internal candidates are more likely or less likely, but it certainly seems like they're, you know, they're not they're not hurting for not having anybody. Uh, hired at the position yet.